Blog Talk Radio. PGN, Prophetic Grace Network. This is Secrets Revealed, Understand the Book of Revelation from start to finish. It is Thursday, November 2nd of 2023, and on today's program, we are discussing, listening to, and analyzing the dead judged prophecy. The dead judged prophecy appears in the book of Revelation in chapter 20. It includes verses 11 to 15. It's the third of, it's the second of three prophecies that focus on what happens after Jesus Christ fights and wins the Battle of Armageddon. So what are those three prophecies in the order of their appearance in the book of Revelation? Prophecy number 10 the millennial reign prophecy, prophecy number 11, the dead judged prophecy, and prophecy number 12, the new earth prophecy. Today our focus is what are the books? What are the books? There are several instances in the book of Revelation where book or books are mentioned. In this prophecy that we're going to hear, the book of life is mentioned and the books are mentioned. Let's hear the dead judged prophecy. We are picking up in chronological time here. The Battle of Armageddon has been fought and won. The government of Jesus Christ on this present earth has been established. The armies deceived by Satan have been destroyed, and Satan has been thrown into the lake of fire, Gehenna, where he joined the Antichrist and the false prophet who have been there for a thousand years. Okay, so we picked up at approximately the end of Revelation chapter 19. We just discussed or heard about the activities noted in Revelation chapters 20 verses 1 to 10. And now here we are. In between the end of time and the beginning and the beginning of eternity future. The end of the world is coming. What world? The world where those who belong to Satan rule and reign. 
the world where the earth is still under the curse. When Jesus Christ returns as the lion of the tribe of Judah, all whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life transition from mortality to immortality. No vestiges of the curse from that point forward will be in any of our bodies. But the earth itself, the earth itself will still be under the curse. Why? We must transition to a new earth and new heavens. But before that happens, and after the first thousand years of the government of Jesus Christ, a very important event happens. That event is the great white throne judgment. At the great white throne judgment, we have open court. All who failed to participate in the first resurrection participated in another resurrection, as noted in Revelation chapter 20, verse 5, where it says, The rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years had ended. Now here we are. The dead judged prophecy, Revelation 20, verse 11 The thousand years has ended. The rest of the dead have come back to life. Why? Why? So the rest of the dead, where where are those who have died and who failed to participate in the first resurrection? They're in Hades, in prisons of darkness, awaiting what? awaiting another resurrection, and when they are resurrected, when they participate in what Revelation, Revelation chapter 20, verse 5, refers to as another resurrection, when they're resurrected, where do they come to? They come to the great white throne judgment, where those who were dead but who have been resurrected will have their cases heard, They will participate in a legal court proceeding. I don't know about you, but if God had a case against me, I would do everything in my power to get that case settled. I would not want to show up to court if the opposing party is God himself. Now, that's what's happening for all of the folks who missed the first resurrection because they did not go to mediation. Their cases are still active. They failed to get in right standing with God the Father. They failed to allow Jesus Christ to serve as their mediator, 1 Timothy tells us that Jesus Christ is the only mediator. What does that mean? The only mediator endowed with the power to settle the case that God the Father has against every person who has ever sinned and every person who 
has existed, has sinned, because we were all born in the image of Adam. Only Adam was born in the image of God. And so because we were born in the image of Adam, according to Romans, Jesus Christ came and he is and was the second Adam. Why did we need a second Adam? So we could be restored to sonship and daughtership. Every person whose name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life will live as a son or daughter of God, as a member of the royal race, in a perfected, glorified, immortal body with God the Father present on the new earth to come. Now, before we get to that, those whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We just heard in Revelation 20, verse 5, it says, The rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years had ended. So that's noted in the middle of the millennial reign prophecy. We're fast-forwarding to the dead judged prophecy. That's Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15. Let me give some context. So what has happened here? How is it that we arrive at having these prophecies in the book of Revelation? John the Revelator was on the Isle of Patmos. It's noted in chapter 1 of Revelation, chapter 20. And he heard a voice. Jesus begins to talk to him. One of the things that happens is he receives words of praise and words of criticism for the seven churches that existed on the earth at that time. And these were, uh, these are words from Jesus Christ himself. He wrote those down. He wrote those down. We, we find those in chapters 2 and 3. He wrote them down, and they became seven letters to seven churches. So what's in those letters? Well, each church Jesus Christ was washing carefully. He had words of praise. Words of criticism and promises, promises for those who are victorious, those who would endure to the end. Then we get to Revelation chapter 4, and John's supernatural experience continues with something absolutely incredible. He's transported from this present earth, which he lived on at that time in a mortal body, he was transported supernaturally to present heaven. What's present heaven? That's the heaven where Jesus Christ lives right now in his perfected glorified body, the same body that he inhabited when he rose from the dead and then later ascended to heaven. He's in that same body. Where is he? He's in heaven. Heaven's a physical location. It's not a... It's not a hope. It's not a wish. It's not a fantasy. It's not an idea. It's a physical location in the same way that London is a physical location. Lagos is a physical location. Lubbock, Texas is a physical location. So John the Revelator is supernaturally transported to that physical location he gets there and he sees some interesting things you know if you and i were 
transported to New York City or we were transported to uh, Mexico City or we were transported to Sydney, Australia, we'd see some interesting things. And uh, maybe if we were sharing that information with prospective viewers, we'd talk about what we what we see, what it looks like. So John the Revelator did that. And in Chapter 4, we have his report on heaven. What am I talking about? What he actually saw uh, when he was transported to this new place that he presumably had never been to before. Then, then we get to the key events from my perspective, noted in the book of Revelation. What am I talking about? John the Revelator was shown visions. These were external visions. Visions uh, were shown to him by an angel of the Lord. So an angel was assigned to show him these visions, moving pictures with sound. Today we call moving pictures with sound documentaries, you know, and we... Uh, we call them documentaries when they document truths, when they're not uh, movies based on fiction. So John the Revelator wasn't shown just any kind of movie. It wasn't a romantic comedy. It wasn't a sci-fi flick. It wasn't an action movie. He was shown a documentary, and in fact... Uh, not only was he shown one documentary, but he he was shown the Seven Seals documentary. Then after that, the Seven Trumpets documentary. Then the 1,260 Days documentary. Then he was shown the 666 Antichrist documentary. That was followed by the 144,000 First Fruits documentary. Then he was shown the Earth Reaped. Uh, the Earth Reaped documentary, then he was shown the Seven Plagues documentary, then the Purple and Scarlet documentary, then the Marriage Supper documentary, then he was shown the Millennial Reign documentary, and then we arrive finally, documentary number 11, at the Dead Judged documentary. The last one he was shown is the New Earth Prophecy. Our focus is that one, number 11, the Dead Judge documentary. Now, at the beginning of our time today, I referred to it as the Dead Judge Prophecy. Why? He was shown a documentary, uh, moving pictures with sound, a vision it's called in the Bible. Again, today we call external visions to oneself, where there are moving pictures of sound. We call them movies. So he was shown a movie, what type of movie? A documentary about soon coming future realities. He did not have your cell phone or my cell phone. Why does that matter? He couldn't use the technology of 2023 to record the documentary he was shown. And so, as he was instructed to do, he recorded, using the best technology that existed at that time, everything that he was shown, everything that he saw, in the documentary. That's the instruction that he was given. And so what's the best technology that existed at that time? A writing utensil and some parchment. So he used that. Uh, and so we have a transcript 
Okay, his his report, I, I shouldn't say a transcript, it's his report of what he saw. So if we're talking about the documentary in words, we can refer to it as a prophecy. Why do we refer to it as a prophecy? Because it was a documentary about future events, soon coming realities. So, so he was shown 12 of these. Now, we're about to hear the documentary, John the Revelator was shown by an angel of the Lord at the instruction of Jesus Christ so that you and I, truth seekers, would know what happens after another resurrection, another resurrection has occurred. In other words, the first resurrection has happened. The millennial reign starts and ends. Satan is thrown into the bottomless pit and it's locked. He's released from the bottomless pit and then he's thrown into the lake of fire. That's his destruction. That's the end of him. Case closed. We don't worry about Satan anymore for the eternities of eternities. But there's still two more enemies of God. What do I mean by that? God has five enemies. And his five enemies must be destroyed. And when they are destroyed, he will relocate his present home from present heaven. And he will merge onto the new earth, a new Jerusalem, because he's already decided that where he will live on the new earth is in Israel and in a specific city, that's Jerusalem. He calls it the new Jerusalem. He has created the city and the dimensions of the city, the foundation stones in the city, the gates of the city, many Exciting details about this city are shared in the New Earth documentary. That's documentary number 12 in the New Earth Prophecy. But before we get to that, the five enemies of God have to be destroyed. Who are they? In the order of their destruction, the Antichrist, the false prophet, Satan, the children of Satan, and death itself. By the time the millennial reign ends, After which time Satan is thrown into the lake of fire. That's the second death. That's his destruction. Three of God's enemies will have been destroyed. The two that remain are the children of Satan and death itself. So what we are about to hear is a report, a prophecy. It's the documentary that shares with us truth seekers how the last two enemies of God will be destroyed. What happens to the children of Satan? What happens to those whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Who are they? Those are the goats. Those uh, individuals whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life they are among the tares. They are the tares. 
They are the weeds. They are the bad fish that are thrown out in contrast to the good fish who are kept. The wheat is harvested, but the tares are gathered up and burned. The sheep follow the voice of Jesus Christ. The goats don't listen. They are the children of Satan. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 26, we are told, And the last enemy he will destroy is death. The strategy that Jesus Christ uses to destroy the enemies of God is the same. It's the second death. It's permanent. It's forever and ever. It's separation from a wonderful God. It's living in perpetual torment in a lake of fire that burns with sulfur and brimstone in the outer darkness forever and ever. Now again, it's time for us to hear the dead judged documentary. Here it is. You will hear, I will hear, we will discuss the dead judged prophecy, the reality of what happens after another resurrection has occurred. The second resurrection which will include the resurrection of all the dead whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Here it is, reading from Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15, the dead judged prophecy. John the Revelator says, And I saw a great white throne and the one sitting on it. The earth and sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne. And the books were opened, including the book of life. And the dead were judged according to what they had done, as recorded in the books. The sea gave up its dead, and death and the grave gave up their dead, and all were judged according to their deeds. Then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. This lake of fire is the second death, and anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. That is the dead judged prophecy in its entirety. It's one of two prophecies in the book of Revelation that includes only five verses, uh, but boy, is there a lot in it. Let's talk about, uh, first, the books. Uh, The books are God's evidence. 
So the Great White Throne Judgment is a legal court proceeding. It's the proceeding where a final determination is made about who is excluded from participation on the new earth and therefore necessarily routed to eternal damnation uh, and the location where individuals experience eternal damnation is the lake of fire. The location where individuals experience eternal life is the new earth. There's a bifurcation that happens in the timing of the great white throne judgment. Those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life transition immediately afterwards to the new earth. Those whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, transition to the lake of fire. Now, it said at the end, and anyone whose name was not found recorded in the Book of Life was thrown into the lake of fire. They're not thrown onto the new earth. They're not thrown into the bottomless pit, which is a prison of darkness in Hades, underneath the present earth they are thrown into the lake of fire Gehenna now notice in verse 12 it said and the books uh, let me back up for a second I saw the dead both great and small standing before God's throne now how is it that individuals who have died are standing how are they standing they are standing because they have been resurrected. What am I talking about? Revelation chapter 20, verse 5 says, The rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years had ended. So these individuals have already been resurrected. But they weren't resurrected for the purpose of ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ on this present earth. They weren't resurrected for the purpose of transitioning from mortality to immortality. They're resurrected for the purpose of participation in the great white throne judgment. They're resurrected for the purpose of, the purpose of standing in front of a righteous judge, the judge who sits on the great white throne, Now, when you go to court, you are presenting evidence against uh, someone or someone's presenting evidence against you. Maybe it's both. In this legal proceeding, the great white throne judgment, God is presenting evidence against the children of Satan. There are two primary sources of evidence noted here in the great white throne judgment number one the books now what's in the books in the books are what an individual has done during the time that he or she lived on the present earth 
Now, if we go to the Amplified Classic Translation, we get more details. Let's go to that so we can hear more about uh, what's in these books. So we're in Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15, talking specifically about the books. In the Amplified Translation, Amplified Classic Translation, it says, And the dead were judged, sentenced by what they had done, their whole way of feeling and acting, their aims and endeavors in accordance with what was recorded in the books. So what this is telling us is that the deeds of an individual, uh, what one feels, what one uh, does, the actions, the purposes, the goals, the endeavors, the aims that we all have are recorded in some books. Now, every person who's been to mediation already has his or her case settled. God has a case against everyone because everyone has sinned and the wages of sin is death. But there are two deaths. There's the first death and there's the second death. The first death is simply falling asleep. The second death is forever and ever, and it's living forever separated from God in the lake of fire, which is in the outer darkness. So these individuals, because they have not been to mediation, their books are opened at the great white throne judgment one by one, one by one. And so God looks there. Some individuals might have five debts, uh, five sins, okay? So what are five sins? Five sin debts. But it only takes one sin to have sufficient evidence of guilt, and guilt prohibits one from being in right standing with God. And if one is not in right standing with God, One cannot stand with God on the new earth. One cannot transition to the new earth. One is excluded from participation on the new earth where all will experience eternal life. Therefore, the individual is routed. The individual is routed after the great white throne judgment to the lake of fire because Every human being is either a child of God or a child of Satan. Only those who are children of Satan are participating in another resurrection. Now, just in case, just in case something was missed, there's a second piece of evidence that God will use when making a determination before a sentence is handed down for each person. And that second piece of evidence is the Lamb's Book of Life. So this is referred to several times in the book of Revelation as well as elsewhere in the Bible. The Lamb's Book of Life is the definitive record of every person who is in Christ. Every person who has had his or her case what's that what are we talking about the case that god has against every person because every human being has sinned including adam and eve the only way to get that case 
settled is through mediation. So these individuals haven't been to mediation, and so therefore they find themselves participating in a legal legal proceeding. What's that? The great white throne judgment. So the book that has persons, individual actions, aims, motives, deeds, that's looked at, so all the sins will be recorded there. But then it says there's a second piece of evidence that's checked. Verse 15, and if anyone's name was not found recorded in the book of life, he was hurled into the lake of fire. It's kind of like, you know, and if you live in a city, you can relate to this. If you've lived in a city, you can relate to this. You know, you want to go to a fancy event. When you show up to the event, your name has to be on the list. Does it matter how dressed up you are? Does it matter what kind of car you arrived at? Does it matter what your name is? If your name's not on the list, you're not permitted to enter. Anyone whose name is not recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life will not be permitted to enter, if you will, the new earth. To set foot for one millisecond on the new earth. Now, you want to live on the new earth. You want to experience the new earth. Why? Revelation chapter 21 tells us that on the new earth there will be no more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more grief, no more mourning, no more death. Further, we're told that on the new earth, God the Father and Jesus Christ, the Son of God, will be present and living with us and among us. They will be the light of the world on the new earth. We won't need a sun to give us light. It says that in Revelation chapter 21 in the new earth prophecy. So the Lamb's Book of Life, as well as each individual's book, will be used as evidence in the legal proceeding known as the Great White Throne Judgment. So this is all recorded for us here in Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15. Now let's talk about how are individuals gathered together. So prior to the Great White Throne Judgment, the Antichrist, The false prophet and Satan have all been thrown into the lake of fire. So only the final two enemies of God remain. uh, When I say they only remain, meaning Jesus now only has two of God's five enemies to destroy. So they have to both go into the lake of fire. And the first one is the, uh, the, the fourth enemy. So the first of the last two, the fourth enemy of God to be destroyed, it's the children of Satan. Ultimately, every human being will live with his or her father. Those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life will live with God the Father on the new earth and with 
Jesus Christ, the Son of God on the new earth. Those who are the children of Satan will live with their father in the lake of fire, Gehenna. Now, how are they all gathered up? Where are they? Where are the children of Satan at the time of the second resurrection? Well, let's hear it. The answer to that question is here. Revelation 20, verse 13. And the sea delivered up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades, the state of death or disembodied existence, surrendered the dead in them, and all were tried and their cases determined by what they had done according to their motives, aims, and works. Okay, let's begin at the beginning, verse 13. And the sea delivered up the dead who were in it. I've noted I've noted in the book of Revelation that the sea often, maybe always, but certainly often, refers to the nations. So this is really important because notice it says, And the sea delivered up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades surrendered the dead in them. So if someone has died, the individual is a disembodied spirit. The person has had perfect continuity of life. In other words, the same spirit continues to exist. The individual continues to have his same or her same mind, will, and emotions, but the mortal body has given out that tint has collapsed. So now the individual is disembodied because the individual has died, experienced the first death, and died not in Christ. Instead of going to heaven, the individual goes to Hades. So that's why it says in verse 13, and the sea delivered up the dead who were in it, death and Hades surrendered the dead in them. So Hades is a physical location. It's a place of darkness. In Hades are prisons of darkness. So no one is in the lake of fire right now. You say, a research scientist, what are you talking about? No one's in the lake of fire right now. How do we know that? God is a just God. No one experiences the second death until his or her case is tried. Tried where? In court. Well, when's that going to happen? After the millennial reign. So where are folks who are on their way to Gehenna, folks who are on their way to the lake of fire? They're in Hades. They're in a prison of darkness. How do we know? It tells us right here, Revelation chapter 20, verse 13. Death and Hades surrendered the dead in them. So they had to let them go. So all of the people who are right now disembodied souls and spirits, so they're two in one instead of three in one. So you and I are three in one. What do I mean? We have a physical body, that's number one. We have a spirit, that's number two. And we have a soul, mind, will, and emotions, that's three. 
So all three in this one body, right? We're three, three in one person is what I mean to say. So the body is one of the three, but three, and that's, but we're still one person, but we're three. Three comprise the one person that uh, each of us is. But they are two in one, those who are in Hades. Now, listen carefully. It says, and the sea delivered up the dead who were in it. That's item one. And then it continues, death and Hades surrendered the dead in them. Now, why are those separated? So when I first read this for years, I said, well, does that mean like people who maybe their decomposed bodies, their DNA is like actually in the literal sea? I just, I just wondered what that meant. And ultimately, after seeing where the sea referred to nations elsewhere in the book of Revelation, I see that God uses the same metaphor over and over again consistently. So consider the fact that during during the millennial reign, there will be members of the royal family, so everyone who participated in the first resurrection, and there will be individuals who are not members of the royal family. Only those who are at the Battle of Armageddon in the armies of the world led by the Antichrist and the kings of the world will necessarily die at 100%. 100%, we learn in a marriage supper prophecy, 100% of those in those armies are going to die, just like 100% of the people in the armies led by Satan himself at the end of the millennial reign, 100% of those individuals will die. But there will be mortals during the millennial reign who choose not, who choose not to join the armies of Satan so they don't go with Satan, as noted in Revelation chapter 20. Verses, uh, verses 9, verse 9, verses 8 and 9, we're told that he gathers people from the nations to muster them for war and that their number is like the sand of the sea. Verse 9 says, and they swarmed up over the broad plain of the earth and encircled the fortress, camp of God's people, the saints in the beloved city, but fire descended from heaven and consumed them. In a nutshell, when the millennial reign ends, there will be mortals who are not in Christ who are still living, but they are subject to the second death if they are not in Christ. So everyone who is a mortal because the individual did not participate in the first resurrection but survived, but the individual survived the plagues that were sent back to those nations 
that sent armies to fight against Israel during what will be known as the Battle of Armageddon. Some mortals will survive that. Some mortals will survive that. Presumably, some of them will have children, and their children will be born in the image of Adam instead of the image of God because their parents are in the image of Adam instead of being in the image of God. So now think about that in the multiplication factor that happens in terms of population over 20 years, 40, 60, 80, 100, 1,000 years. So when we get to the end of the millennial reign, we have a very large population of mortals, a significant number. The Bible doesn't tell us what percentage, but it says millions go with, their numbers are like the sands of the seashore. That sounds like millions to me. It could be thousands. We don't have the exact number, but says their numbers like sands of the, uh, the sands of the seashore are deceived and they go with Satan, but there's some who will not go. What's the take-home point? When it says in Revelation chapter 20, verse 13, and the sea delivered up the dead who were in it, that's talking about those who are not in Christ at the end of the millennial reign and who did not participate in the first resurrection. So the offspring of those individuals and any of those individuals, if somehow they were able to live for a 1,000 years, I don't know what technology will exist at that time. Maybe some make it that long. I don't know. But certainly uh, their offspring and their offspring's offspring uh, will make it presumably And so that's what it's talking about when it says, and the sea delivered up the dead in them. You say, well, how can they be dead if they're alive? They're dead because they're subject to mortality. So the sea delivered up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades surrendered the dead in them. So, again, in Hades, it's everyone who had actually died and experienced the first death and who's living as a disembodied spirit. It says, and all were tried and their cases determined by what they had done. Now, remember, when it says all were tried, those who were disembodied, they are resurrected, and so they join those who are already in a mortal body, they're resurrected, but they're resurrected not to immortality. They're resurrected to a mortal body. So now standing before God are all of the dead. What does that mean? They're resurrected, but they're still, quote, unquote, the dead because they're in mortal bodies, and they're about to have their cases heard. And we know the outcome. They're all found guilty, and they're thrown into the lake of fire where they join their father. So it's it's found that for sure they're not a child of God, that they are, in fact, a child of Satan, because if they were a child of God, any of them, their names would be recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. But, in fact, it isn't. And if their names, uh, and if they were children of God, 
then all their sins would be blotted out. When their books were opened, all their sins would be blotted out. How? Via the blood of Jesus Christ, but they're not. They'll be enumerated right there. All the details will be right there in the books. So what did we hear? What did we find out? The dead judge prophecy tells us that there will be another resurrection and that there will be a great white throne judgment. This uh, great white throne, great white throne judgment is limited in scope to individuals whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It does not include believers. Prior to the great white throne judgment, and for purposes of participation in it, all who are not in Christ for all time are resurrected. So there will be some who don't need to be resurrected because they uh, they are they are in a mortal body already on the present earth. But there will be many, more than likely the vast majority, who will participate in another resurrection. And that's where it says in verse 13, death and Hades surrender the dead in them. They are surrendered and they're resurrected to a mortal body, not to an immortal body. So everyone who participates in the first resurrection transitions to an immortal body. But those who participate in this resurrection, you might say, well, what are you talking about? Again, going back to Revelation chapter 20, verse 5, it says, the remainder of the dead were not restored to life again until the thousand years were completed. What does that mean? Dead referring to people who have experienced the first death. Well, I hope that this has been an exciting and an interesting discussion for you. Um, I am Dr. Nicole, your Book of Revelation Research Scientist. This is PGN, Prophetic Grace Network. Every Thursday and Sunday in the month of November, we'll be hearing, we'll be discussing, we'll be analyzing the dead judged prophecy, the reality of the documentary John the Revelator was shown when he was called up to heaven, as reported in Revelation chapter 20, verse 4. We'll be talking about the reality of a second resurrection, the reality of the final two enemies of God, death and the children of Satan being destroyed using the strategy used to destroy all of God's five enemies, which is, placing the entity or individual in the lake of fire, Gehenna. Now, let's hear one more time the reality of the promise, the promise of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 26. What's that promise? It says, and the last enemy he destroys will be death. Who's he? Jesus Christ. And here it is, we, we're in the point in linear time where death is literally destroyed. Again, the strategy used to destroy all of God's enemy is the second death. How is 
the first death. So that's something that we're all subject to unless we're here uh, when Jesus Christ returns and we're in Christ, everyone else will not only be subject to it, but will participate in, will experience the first death. How is that thing called death, which is our greatest enemy? How and when will it be destroyed? It will be destroyed here at the great white throne judgment. Verse 14, here it is one more time. Then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. So death is a tangible, physical entity. I don't know what it looks like. Some say they have seen it. I don't know whether they have or haven't. But I do know that we know for sure, because it's recorded in the Bible, the infallible word of God, that death will be destroyed. How? It will be destroyed by being thrown into the lake of fire, Gehenna. And that's where it will remain forever and ever. And on the new earth, there will be no more death. That's right. Every believer will experience eternal life. So we won't talk about what it means to be 18 or to turn 21 or 50 these numbers will be meaningless in the context of a life that is eternal. We're going beyond time. The end of the world is coming, friend. Are you ready? Are you ready? This present earth is coming to an end. When? After the great white throne judgment. We're on our way to the new earth. Do you have authorization Do you have the authorization you need to be permitted to enter? One of my favorite movies, Coming to America, the guy goes, uh, he finds a way to get to this amazing apartment that's been transformed. It's the best in the whole building. There's a knock on the door, and he says, you may enter. And he says it in a voice uh, as if he's royalty. Do you know? that every person who is in Christ is, in fact, real royalty. The Bible tells us that we'll be priests, priests of Jesus Christ and of God, and that we'll rule and reign, R-E-I-G-N. Only members of the royal family reign. If your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you are a member of the royal family. You will inherit the new earth you shall transition to immortality friend and truth seeker i invite you to be with me and with us again on sunday we'll be talking about the dead judged prophecy 12 noon texas time 1 p.m eastern time this sunday next thursday november 9th we'll be talking about the dead judged prophecy again here on PGN Prophetic Grace Network. If you have a question or comment about the book of Revelation, would you text it? Would you text it to me? That text number is 1214-505-8719. It will go to Prophet Randy Chandler, who will route it to me. So please text in your comments or questions. Also, I invite you to participate live During the live Internet broadcast, you can connect with me and others who are listening in real time 
That phone number is one three one nine five two seven six zero two seven. It's been a wonderful time. I'm so glad to have had the opportunity to share with you, friend and truth seeker. If you haven't done so yet, be advised that you can call out to God according to Jeremiah thirty according to Jeremiah thirty three three, he promises to show you great and mighty secrets that you do not know. And I declare and decree according to Revelation chapter 1, you are blessed, friend and truth seeker, because you heard the words of prophecy from the book of Revelation today, and I pray that you will obey because these events are sure and soon to come to pass. Until next time, friends.